This podcast is brought to you by AJ Products, made in Sweden for the rest of the world. Visit ajproducts.ie to see how we can make your workplace work for you. Sirsha McHugh skinny dipping. A four-word tweet that was the beginning of a nightmare for MEP Luke Ming Flanagan. The internet can be a cruel place. And the response to the social media post from Flanagan's account and to his denial of responsibility was savage mockery. But now, the Irish MEP has been vindicated. Well, I'm relieved that uh, we're finally coming to the end of this process. It's been torture for the last three and a half years. This is in the news from the Irish Times. I'm Bernice Harrison. Today, a cautionary tale about social media, trusting colleagues and jumping to conclusions. Naomi O'Leary is Irish Times Europe correspondent. Luke Ming Flanagan is a well-known politician in Ireland, uh, but perhaps he gets less publicity here now than he used to. Naomi, can you remind listeners, who is he and what are his politics? Luke Ming Flanagan is quite an unusual politician. He's an independent. He represents the constituency of Midlands Northwest. And he's quite a long-serving member of the European Parliament at this stage. And he has an unusual, sort of unique brand of politics. In the Parliament, he sits in the left group, which means he sits in the same group as Sinn Féin, as well as a few other left independents, including Claire Daly and Mick Wallace. But he doesn't always fit in perfectly with, with the left. He's kind of got a unique brand. He came to prominence in Ireland, initially running for local politics associated with a campaign to legalise cannabis. Now, Dermot Hayes, he is on the other side in this court case. He was an assistant of Ming's in Brussels between 2018 and 2019. That's a parliamentary assistant. How did he end up working for Flanagan and how did it go? So Dermot Hayes is young. I think he's in his 30s. He was hired to work on the team of Luke Ming Flanagan as a parliamentary assistant um, in 2018. He's a filmmaker, so he does video clips and stuff, and he would have been making video content and so on for Flanagan and for Flanagan's campaign as well in the subsequent elections that came. So in 2019, there were European elections and Flanagan campaigned and won his seat again. And when he returned to the European Parliament... Dermot Hayes wasn't included as his parliamentary assistant anymore. His contract wasn't renewed. And this had happened after Dermot had relocated with his family from Ireland to Brussels. My understanding from people aware of the situation is that he felt hard done by by that and felt this had been, he'd been somewhat misled. We should be absolutely clear here that we don't know the full circumstances and contracts can end for various different reasons. And all of this should be seen in the light of the rather contentious proceedings that came afterwards. Then, not long afterwards, quite shortly after the 2019 term of the European Parliament resumed, the pandemic hit. It started in very late 2019, if we remember, and in early 2020, we began to see the first lockdowns. This really changed everything. It, up, it caused total upheaval in all of the European Union institutions. In the case of the European Parliament, it partly went remote. So a lot of MEPs, members of the European Parliament, started to work from home from their own constituencies. And Ming Flanagan was one of those people. 
Um, he was voting remotely. He was based in his own constituency. Um, he thought it was actually kind of helpful um, to have that option at the time because he said he felt like more close to his consti constituents. And it meant that he was in Ireland for long periods um, during 2020. Um, in that period, the time of early lockdowns, a tweet appeared on Luke Ming Flanagan's account. It happened in the middle of the night and what it read was Saoirse McHugh photo skinny dipping. That was in September 28th, 2020. It had a typo. So Saoirse was actually had an, a stray P in it. And it was just, it wasn't up for too long. It was deleted before too long. What it looked like though, to social media observers, if you saw this tweet appear on Ming Flanagan's account, is it looked as though the person operating the account had tried to search online. So enter a search query like you would into Google for photographs of Saoirse McHugh, skinny dipping, but had accidentally posted those search words on Twitter instead. That's the platform now known as X. Saoirse McHugh, just to remind everybody, is she was in the Green Party. She's a Green activist. And at the time she was kind of a promising up and coming politician and someone with whom I would say Ming Flanagan would have had quite warm links and would have been quite encouraging. Now, it is quite a while ago, but I seem to remember that the tweet got quite a bit of attention and there was a lot of mockery directed and completely unfairly, as we now know, at Luke Min, Ming Flanagan. It appeared that he'd been looking for photographs of this lovely young politician on Twitter or on the internet and had accidentally posted his search on Twitter. So it was a bit discrediting of him, a bit humiliating. How did Luke Ming Flanagan respond? He immediately said, or quite quickly said, that his account had been hacked and that this wasn't a message that he had written. In the circumstances, a lot of people didn't take that very seriously. It seemed like saying your account was hacked. It didn't seem to carry a lot of weight. But my understanding is what happened is that he quickly got in touch with the IT services of the European Parliament, who took this quite seriously and in turn got in touch with Belgian police, the Brussels police, who began to look into it. And what they managed to establish was that this message, according to Flanagan's team, was sent from an IP address in Brussels using an intermediary service, so not written directly on Twitter, the website, um, but using a, a third-party management app called Tweetcaster, using an old password for his account. So that's what he said. And time rolled on. And in time, he, I think people still didn't necessarily take this very seriously. They might not have believed him. But soon it was announced there was an actual investigation, a police investigation into this. And their investigation led them to Dermot Hayes. But what exactly is the crime? I mean, who pressed charges against Hayes? Is it Luke Ming Flanagan or is it Belgian prosecutors? There was actually an initial hearing on this about whether a crime actually took place and whether there should be a criminal trial. But my understanding is that Flanagan, you know, was very keen to clear his name of this. He feels that there was a backlash against him, against his family, against his standing. And he pushed for there to be a criminal trial. Under Belgian criminal code, it turned out that there were some charges under which this could, be, this could fit. There were two separate charges. 
One is related to having access to the Twitter account and the other one is to having sent a tweet. So it's somewhat archaic la uh, language, but it's to do with the interference in a digital system. So Dermot Hayes, the former assistant, was accused of, quote, with the fraudulent intention of damaging the reputation of Luke Flanagan, member of the European Parliament, having written or caused to be written a message of a nature that is insulting to Saoirse McHugh, Irish politician, from Luke Flanagan's Twitter account. These charges actually potentially carry quite serious consequences. The offences are punishable with either an imprisonment of six months to five years and or a fine of between €26 and €100,000, according to the Penal Code. So really quite heavy charges. With that in mind, did Hayes try to settle the case or was there any negotiations? My understanding is that there were probably talks about that, but the trial continued. Now, Saoirse McHugh, the former Green Party candidate, subject to this tweet, she was also named as a victim in this case. Has she said anything? She hasn't commented to me. She's kind of stayed, she's kept her distance from the case. But she was named as a victim on the trial docket in the initial hearing. Brussels and the European Parliament, it's a bubble. Has there been much commentary among other MEPs about this case? To be honest, this really just has caught hold in Ireland. In Brussels and in Strasbourg, there has been very little coverage of it. And what's become of Dermot Hayes? My understanding is that Dermot Hayes struggled to find employment after he wasn't taken back for under Ming Flanagan's second term. But he did manage to find work in the European Commission, which he was really happy about. But this all fell apart once the investigation got, got underway and charges were filed against him. It wasn't any longer possible to continue, which put him in a difficult situation because he has a young family. Coming up, Luke Ming Flanagan speaks about the tweet's terrible toll. Jack Power is an Irish Times reporter. Jack, a hearing took place in Brussels yesterday where Dermot Hayes pleaded guilty to those two crimes that Naomi has just outlined. You were there. What happened inside the courtroom? Yeah, so Dermot Hayes, uh, as you said, at the start of the hearing, accepted responsibility effectively and, and apologised to his former boss, Luke Ming Flanagan, and set out really some of the circumstances behind what had happened. There was a basically a breakdown in the relationship between the pair after the 2019 European elections. I think Dermot Hayes had the anticipation that he would be kept on and his contract would be renewed. He said that wasn't the case, that effectively there was some talk of a one-year extension, but then that was then revoked and effectively the pair fell out. And it, it kind of culminated in this bizarre situation where later on, after he'd, some time after he'd left the employ of Mr. Flanagan as his parliamentary assistant, he described how he found out he was still logged into his Twitter account. And so that effectively allowed him to post a tweet from Mr. Flanagan's account, which Naomi outlined the, the details of. He said that on the night in question, it was in the early hours of the morning and that he told the judge effectively he'd been smoking cannabis. He'd been 
unemployed for a period after his contract wasn't renewed with Mr Flanagan and I suppose those are the circumstances by way of some mitigation that he effectively sought kind of clemency from the court. He apologised on several occasions. He said when the police called to his door after a criminal investigation had been sparked by this whole thing. He effectively panicked, he said, and he, he should have, he said, put his hand up at that point and admitted what had happened. Now, whatever about the reasons for sending the tweet, it's clear that Hayes's act had a major impact on Luke Ming Flanagan's life. And Flanagan spoke about that outside the court. What did he say? Yeah, so he spoke about that both outside the court afterwards and also in inside the courtroom in, in a submission to the judge. And he spoke very emotionally and I suppose movingly about how much this tweet that had been sent from his account had impacted him. Well, I'm relieved that uh, we're finally coming to the end of this process. It's been torture for the last three and a half years. Uh, the court case uh, seems to have gone very well. Uh, they took on board all our arguments and my legal team were were excellent and uh, it's my understanding that uh, uh, the sentencing hearing will take place on the 25th of March. Yeah, um, uh, my daughters have got abused on the streets over this. It's made some of them reluctant to leave the house at times. And my wife, who's a social care worker, has been called out on social media and it's been said, oh, we feel sorry for your wife because of what I have done. And that's just not easy because I live in a small town um, everyone wouldn't be a fan of mine. I have plenty of supporters there, but some people are only delighted to use this sort of thing against you. He described waking up on the morning afterwards, checking his Twitter account, seeing that this thing had gone viral. And he, he was saying to myself and Tony Connolly, who were outside the court, how he nearly thought he was going crazy. He, he kind of couldn't understand how this had happened, given that he didn't post the tweet. You know, how did this happen? And then my second thought was, any politician who claims that they've been hacked has never ever been believed. In fact, they've just been ridiculed. So my thoughts were, how the hell am I going to clear my name? He said he was really in a, a kind of a, a dark place afterwards that, that he felt no one would believe him. And, and that was one thing that he said to the judge in the case, that it had taken up to this point for him to get an admission of you know liability or an apology from Mr Hayes. And that really for... Ming seemed to have been an, an aggravating factor that it had taken this long for him to, as he said today, clear his name. And did Hayes speak outside the court? Hayes didn't speak outside the court. And his his lawyer was, in fact, very forceful confronting the media who, I suppose we were trying to get a shot of him walking out of the court, which led to a standoff and the judicial security being called. So, no, he, he didn't make a statement. The sentencing will take place in March. Prosecutors have asked for a one-year jail term. An Irish judge considering this case might focus on the breach of trust. Uh, Luke Minn Flanagan trusted Dermot Hayes. Dermot was his employee. So obviously he'd access to the accounts. But then Hayes took advantage of that trust to damage his former boss, Flanagan, and his reputation in, you know, in a really horrible way. And... He damaged his own life in the process. Did the judge in Brussels in the court say anything about the nature of Hayes's crime or give any hints about the severity of the sentence that she might hand down? Yes, as you said, the public prosecutor sought a, a one-year prison sentence for what he said was an act that Mr Hayes knew would cause harm to Mr Flanagan. And he effectively said, kind of forcefully at times, that Mr Hayes had thrown Mr Flanagan's reputation to the dogs. 
And in turn, Mr. Hayes's lawyer made representations to the judge seeking instead kind of community service or something to that effect. And, you know, at one point, Mr. Hayes himself said he, he was asking for mercy from the judge. And the judge, in considering that, queried with the public prosecutor whether he would be uh, amenable or opposed to Mr. Hayes receiving maybe a one-year suspended sentence with um, community service. And the public prosecutor didn't seem to be opposed to that uh, position. So I suppose we'll find out in March, but I got the sense that maybe was where the judge's mind was heading, that this might be a suspended sentence, which will still leave Mr. Hayes, I understand it, with you know, a criminal conviction, but it would be a suspended sentence with community service and potentially some other conditions similar to that. Both Deirdre Hayes and Luke Ming Flanagan were in court. Could you get any idea of their relationship when you, you were looking at how they were with each other? So it still seemed very fraught. At one point, Dermot Hayes had said he'd tried to settle and resolve this matter outside of court. And he'd been told, it seems in no uncertain terms, that um, Mr. Flanagan wanted the matter resolved in open court. So that's what brought us to the the courtroom in, in Brussels this week. In the courtroom itself, the pair were sitting probably less than two metres apart from each other on adjacent aisles or benches with uh, translators sitting beside them. It was quite tense between the two of them, I'd say. Luke Ming Flanagan uses social media. Of course he does. Do you get a sense that his trust in social media has been blown by this? Yeah, well, funnily enough, he was saying when we were talking to him outside of the court, he, he made reference to the printing press and the, the, the revolution that had in terms of the dissemination of information. You don't blame the printing press, you blame the person who put the information down. Or as someone once said, it's like blaming blaming uh, walls for graffiti or whatever. It's, it's, it's the person who did it. It isn't so much the internet. I think he was really more making the point that this wasn't something specific to Twitter or X or social media itself. It was more an issue that lay at the feet of, of Dermot Hayes and, and the actions that, that he took. I suppose the main point on that is... Uh, it's all very well deleting something, but something that happens on the internet never, ever disappears. That's it for today. For more journalism from the Irish Times, subscribe at irishtimes.com forward slash subscribe. I'm Bernice Harrison. This episode was produced by Declan Conlon. In the news, we'll be back tomorrow. This podcast was brought to you by AJ Products, creating a more friction-free office. Made in Sweden for the rest of the world. Visit ajproducts.ie to see how we can make your workplace work for you.